dude. Who that fucking like together. that Lyndon B. Johnson oh, really talking good, to a tailor? Now you gotta leave me a few more inches in the front for my dick, so I can. <laughs> worst case, do a bit more at the back, so I can wrap around in my bunghole. Like, yeah, fucking hell, Lyndon Lind- B. Well, I don't know. Did, did I a couple months ago when I stumbled across all that stuff about like Lyndon B. Johnson? But the showerhead, his, his obsession with his dick, his like giant dick, that he called Jumbo, and that he would like regularly like pull out in interviews and in like Congress and stuff, and just be like, "Well, what? how about this then, everybody? Yeah. This Have you ever seen anything as big as this yeah. in your life?" Like, and, and then, like, if he was like, you know, if someone was disagreeing with him, he'd just be like, yeah, well, fucking, here's my dick. <laughs> but, like, the story about the showerhead, yeah. can you just run through it for Gracie real quick? So he had, in, in the White House, he was, like, obsessed with, he spent, like, the entire, like, four years of his term, like, forcing the White House plumber to rig up a special shower nozzle at dick height <laughs> that would come out with, in his words, the force of a fire hose. <laughs> he, like, he wanted basically like, to turn the shower and the and a special dick nozzle as a, like the force of a fire hose just pummeling his dick while he was showering. This is apparently what he wanted. And they eventually, like, the White House plumber eventually got it installed. He spent like four years like widening the White House water supply pipes so they could get this fucking special <laughs> nozzle in there. And then as soon as he was out, Richard Nixon came and I was like, I don't want this at all. Get rid of it. <laughs> now that's a Watergate scandal. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's the funniest thing. Oh, that's the funniest thing. Oh. <laughs> This is a tale of a strange and dangerous world. A world known as Carthus. This is an adventure full of magic, hardship, and ale. This is a tale about a world at war, and the people who are forced to endure it. From the wounds of battle come three unlikely partners, trying to make sense of something much larger than themselves. But, more than any of that, this is a story about how to win loot and influence dragons. Dragons, a D&D 5e actual play for Curio. I'm, as always, your new recording studio dungeon master, Ben McAllister. I'm your fresh 2018 boy, Jackson Newsom. I'm your hasn't-been-in-this-building-before, Thomas Owen. And I'm your mellowed-out summer gal, Grace Chapel. Hey, those are some good ones. So, as a couple of those are little intro names referenced, we're, of course, in my brand new house, uh, which means we're recording in a new room, HWA'd, for the first time. And maybe the last time Jackson will ever record here. I guess it's... I'm, we're recording on Tuesday. Yeah, at least one more time. <laughs> <laughs> the second last time Jackson will record here before his fated move across yeah. the country. To go and fatal as well. Fatal, yeah. That, and then that plan goes down. You've only got, like, three or four months left yeah. after you move over there, <laughs> yeah. I expect, you know. So is it like, is it two weeks today? Is that right? No, so I live on the 23rd. <coughs> two weeks so, Tuesday. Two weeks Tuesday. Hey, I'll be in that. China. Hey. <coughs> yeah, I know. Are you having a uh, going away party? Yes. Uh, so all my fans out there, uh, Friday, January 20th, come on down to some pub in Perth and uh, we'll get a little bit drunk. Oh, I'm busy on the 20th. Hey, oh, I'm in China, day. so that continues my grand tradition yeah. of never being at a single one of Jackson's birthday parties or other events, <laughs> yeah. so that's actually fine. Uh, hey guys, <laughs> should we have a little bit of a recap? Yeah, yes, let's. Please.
When we last left our heroes, they'd finally finished their business in Sanctuary. Having returned from the Temple of Life to find the town under siege, they quickly set to work saving their friends from the attackers, who they later learned were members of the King's Special Forces. They found out that the forces were headed up by Captain Hardy and the mysterious and magical Esme. The party split up to interrogate the captain and the sorcerer, with Duncan taking the opportunity to mine the captain for information on the whereabouts of his old military colleagues. During the interrogation of Esme, Drusilia let Jody's name slip, at which point she engaged some kind of teleportation magic and disappeared in a manner oddly reminiscent of Valeria's disappearance during the cart chase. The party resolved to move on to Carthus City and find Alvar Nettleford, whilst Garrick remained behind to explore the library at Sanctuary for more information about Cine teleportation. Our adventurers said their farewells to some old friends, resolved to meet up with Garrick near Carthus City, and set out on the road for a town known as Forest's Edge to deliver a message to Hasselback's cousin, Kipfler. That brings us to right now. I've just finally showed you guys a map of Carthus for the first time because I finally put my like brain picture of the whole kingdom down on a page. I will make that look pretty and I will throw it up on Twitter and also probably the website uh, for any listening along who are interested in where these guys have been going. That's curionetwork.com and at HWLA, I think. Is that the tweeter? It sure is. This is our tweeter correspondent, Jackson Newsom. He lives live <laughs> in Twitter, deep in the tweet. Ah, oh, it's horrifying in here! <laughs> oh, they won't ban people who are abusive! Yeah. Oh, they refuse to de-verify people yeah. who push racist shit! <laughs> so, you guys are on the road, out of Sanctuary, and, I don't know, how do you think you guys are feeling? Let's do a little quick character check-in. How does everybody feel about everything that's happened to them? I think, like, Jody's pretty, pretty jive, like, happy to be out on the open road, breathing that fresh air, and also, like... You know, we made some beautiful friends along the way. You know, we've, I think he, I think he feels like he's helps with people, and that's what he's all about. How does so, he feel about uh, Garrick staying behind? Like he genuinely gets along with Garrick like so much. I think he's Garrick's one of those friends where like whenever Garrick says something, Jody laughs and maybe like a little bit too much. He's just like really into mm. Garrick. Mm. <laughs> nice, and then like feels kind of self conscious <laughs> that he's laughed too much. Um, I'll just take that down. Yeah. Hang on. Uh, yeah. So next time you drop any Garrick lines, I'm making sure I. Uh, if, oh, anyone's, if anyone's shipping Garodi out there, then this is a good oh, time. Let's go with that vibe. What, what, what is me like? Let's go Garuda. Yeah, nice. Yeah, like from the Garuda. Legend of Zelda games? Sweet. Mm. How did Dukan feel about all this? He is probably very much caught up in his own stuff at the moment. Mm. Um, mm. But Thinking about what glad, he learned. Yeah, but also glad to be moving again with a task at hand. Hmm. I think Jody probably also is glad to be moving away from the scene where Duncan removed a man from his life. <laughs> <laughs> and if temporarily. Jody oversaw the clown sled as well. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Yeah, Jody's actually. He's a dark place. He's whistling, he's geeking along, but he's kind of happy to be away from that horrifying <laughs> yeah. place. And what about little Drazzy? Yeah, I think she's feeling good. I think this might surprise you guys, but I think she's like really feeling part of the team. Like, oh, that's it's so like, nice. It's all coming together. It's like a band of adventurers. It's like it's funny after like yeah. the last episode where yeah. she like <laughs> totally iced <laughs> Jody <laughs> in the interrogation room. She... <laughs> when she gave away his name. <laughs> <laughs> it was I'm accidental. Like, sorry, it was accidental. Yeah, that's true. And, but I'm, I'm also glad that like, yeah, she's now like she's trying to make up for in, it. In yeah. the she's like, you know what? Yeah. I feel yeah. Let's all be friends. Okay, well that's that's really cool. So I'm gonna say you guys probably in your various states of sullenness, introspection, and uh, trying to be uncharacteristically friendly, uh, <laughs> along a road through the Ashwood for, I'm going to say, about a day and a half. It's probably coming towards evening of the second day of you guys on the road towards Forest Edge when your sending stones go off. And you've got a little... I didn't know they had an expiry date. 
That's a little expiry date humour from T. Yeah, classic. No, Someone so, messed up the rotation. Yeah. You get a little message via Sending Stone from your boy Garrick. Now, I want to ask you at this point because it is up to you. Do you think these Sending Stones are all like a four-way open communication channel? Or do you think that there's like they're in pairs and like attuned to each other like a relay? Do you, do you want to have like private communication or do you want to have like all messages go to everyone who has one of these stones? I imagined it as old all, like a sort of hive vibe. Mm-hmm. Like a walkie-talkie radio frequency yeah. kind of thing? Yeah. I think one-to-one is what I would want to have mm-hmm. because it's just more functional. Yeah? Yeah, because then you can just be like, oh, I'm going to send the same message to all of them. Right, but you only get one message a day on these boys. Only one message a day. Yeah. Oh, did I not give you the mechanic of these things? Once a day, you guys can use the spell Sending, which is a 25-word message that can go between planes. It has a 5% chance of failing if it goes from one plane to the other. Maybe ping all, then. I'll call it twice a day. That seems more functional. Cool. So you get one in from Garrick on the the ping all Slack thread. Hashtag HTW load. Uh, probably doesn't turn on for whatever reason. But, uh, <laughs> I think I figured out what it is. Oh, a little curio inside humor. What was it? Well, I think it's because my phone is set to not give me notifications from apps if I haven't used them in a certain number of days. Mm. So I think it's if we don't talk about anything on Curio for a while and mm. I haven't opened the app, mm. I then stop getting the notifications. Yeah. <laughs> my phone does it as well. Well, me too. Well, clearly, Slack's shit. Fuck those people. Yeah. I, I love wow. Slack. Yeah, more Jesus than Christ. Itself. Slack, Slack, if you want to sponsor us, I don't. That, Tom's opinions do not reflect the opinions of the Curio Network. No, that was Jun Khan. Oh, okay. Oh. He's talking about a very different dwarven app called Slack. Yeah, right, okay. with a Z. It's like Tinder. Slack. It's like, <laughs> it's like Tinder but for dwarves. It's yeah. The lazy dwarves. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. So, on your little Slack thread, uh, restricted message Slack thread, you guys get this message from Garrick. Found something interesting regarding Cine and teleportation magic. Just a whisper. A reference to something called the web. We'll keep digging. Love, Garrick. And then because he had two extra words, he said, screw Flanders. Oh, nice, dude. <laughs> that, uh, he's on that Simpsons Yeah, yeah. Dude, deep, extremely deep Simpsons random humor. and very good, I would say. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. web. Yeah. Oh, he sent us his love. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that, that really... Nice, wasn't it? I miss Garrick already. That really weirded yeah. me out. Yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> Just... So you guys wasn't expecting to say that. However you want. You've each got 25 words, I suppose, to dunk into this little Slack thread if you want to use one of your two judges. You don't need to reply at all, but you can. So do you think we do we need to respond? It seems like he's just going to keep digging for us. Um, we can do these. Is it twice per day we can cast cast a spell for these? Should we keep going and if anything's relevant, we can then ask him from there? Yeah, I would say so. I don't think anything needs to be said. <laughs> of course not. I mean, the, the the imagery of the web is very evocative. I, my mind is going crazy with all the ideas. <laughs> I don't need any more information anyway. Oh, dear. Well, there you go. You guys are right on top of it. I was expecting you guys to have, like, a big, you know, like, fucking one of our characteristic, like, zany tangents about, like, text message etiquette and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, here we are, fucking moving right along. Can you... Just, like, cut two pages from the plot by Well, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, I just want to know, like, are, are there emojis on Sending Stones? Or, like... Um, Let's look up the exact definition of the spell sending. It'll be in the oh back of the player's hand. Like, what, 25 words? Yeah, yeah. Hang on, are we now deliberately turning this into a tangent? <laughs> no, I figured out we can't because a picture is worth a thousand words. Yeah. And we only get 25. We get 50 but per day. Does that mean emojis are worth a thousand words? They're little <laughs> pictures, man. Yeah, little pictures. What about emoticons, pre-emojis, like colon, smiley face? Oh. oh. Right, does well, that just characters, right? And is that Let me take you back to that Wombat's tune. What? Just a... Oh, kiss baby. 
When your tongue tabs it Get on the mic, dude <laughs> It's a bulletproof offer and I can't Alright, fair use, we're going to stop there. <laughs> uh, sending works like this. You send a short message of 25 words or less to a creature with which you're familiar. The creature hears the message in its mind, recognises you as the sender if it knows you, and can answer in a like manner immediately. So the way these stones work is that that requires one of your two charges to return it. Right, of course. Mm-hmm. You can send the message at any distance and even to other planes of existence, but if the target is on a different plane, there's a 5% chance yeah. that the message doesn't arrive. No emojis. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think... We're just rolling on. Yeah, yeah, Okay. So you guys continue for the rest of that day. You camp it out. Uh, probably somewhere in, like, those two sleeps is where you had the, like, Christmas special uh, HW late adventure. Mm-hmm. Then, on the sort of, like, mid of the next day, you pass a group of travelling traders. And there's, like, a wagon. You hear it coming down the road. It's colourful. There's sort of different merchants of different descriptions. And at the head of the caravan is a little dwarven man who uh, comes sitting on the top of the caravan, riding his horses along, and he's shouting out, Goods for sale! Goods for sale! Pull on up at Doromir's caravan! As he sees the three of you coming down the road the other way. So what do you think you guys do? I chop his legs off. (laughs) (laughs) That's in keeping. Judy yells out, Halen, well met friend. Uh, could Could you stop and pull over? Uh, oh, absolutely, always time for a sale. And then, uh, yeah, turns the others and like, shall we go shopping? I just think that maybe our fashion is getting a little bit old. <laughs> Are you making a comment about my foliage disguise, Jody? Yeah, I guess Jussie's still wearing that. <laughs> oh, oh, was it, or did God. we change into black leather yeah, or something? I, no, <laughs> no, I think I think we're both wearing the, the robes of the, of the hand. Oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Duncan is probably just still coated in leg blood. <laughs> Rusty blo- leg bloody chainmail. I washed... Okay. Right, well, that's good. Mm. Okay, have we got that on mic because that is that's a wreck on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think um, Drazilia just takes the comment on her dress sense and just stands back from the groove. No, oh, yeah. no. For what it's worth, what it's worth. Jody, I was definitely looking at T when I said that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So yeah. Were you rolling for Duncan's sense of fashion? Yeah. Yeah. It's six. So take that what you will. So. Doromir's caravan pulls over to the side of the road. Immediately, the sides roll down. Different traders get out with their sacks and they start showing you all the different wares. There's like generic goods, there's food, there's drinks, there's little trinkets and parfums and uh, interesting objects from uh, all around the kingdom. Would you say little curios, dude? Yeah, there's a couple of little curios (laughs) kicking around. Very nice, dude. Little knickknacks, little tin salt, couple of things like that. Like a bibelot, maybe? Yeah. Oh, what? It's a similar word as a, a curio. A, bib- uh, a bibelot. Oh, yeah. Alternate names for the network that yeah. we didn't use. Yeah. Um, I'm glad you went with curio. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's much better. Yeah. Originally, it was going to be curio with a Q. That was the whole thing. Yeah. I think we made the right choice to choice. edge away from that. Anyway, and there's yeah, <laughs> our weapon and armor merchants, a few. Their supplies are not that thick, but the caravan does have quite a few dwarves in it. So, and it's headed up by a dwarf. So you wouldn't be that hard-pressed to find stuff in dwarven size. Mm. Who wants to take us away on our shopping vacation? Hey, does anyone want to buy anything? I'm going to say you each have a thousand gold pieces because some of you can't remember what gold you had. Yeah. I'll write that down. <laughs> oh, and Drazilia has her 60 gold pocket watch. Yeah. She's still didn't tell the other boys about. I think Duncan probably goes to whichever merchant seems to have armour for sale. There is a thick-necked dwarven lady with, like, several boxes containing different suits of armour. And she goes, how can I be of assistance? Do you have a suit of full plate for sale? I do have one such suit available. I've carried it a long way, so uh, it's not going to be cheap. How much is it? 
And she'll sell you that suit of full plate for whatever the going rate on full plate is in the PHB. So One five. One thousand five hundred gold. Mm, so little Donkey Khan is either going to have to do some trading, or he's going to have to do some haggling, or he's going to have to borrow some money off his friends. Dude, just give him one of the one of the gems we got from him. <laughs> <laughs> Is it implied item that I can't remove from my inventory? Oh, yeah. oh, it can definitely be removed from my Oh, you've got the ring. What ring? Oh, you picked a, your ring off a corpse. It's like a uniform ring, though. Oh, it's yeah. not ah, okay. Yeah. And also, like, T got that ring and then cut off a dude's leg afterwards. Yeah. So, like, I feel like it's, it's some way related it's to It's a me, memento, but... you mean? <laughs> yeah. That's what the toe's for. It's a trophy. <laughs> yeah, that's the toe that he on a necklace. The toe ring that he got from the other corpse. Oh. Uh, I think Duncan probably goes to his travelling companions and says, would either of you be able to lend me some money? I'm just looking to buy some full plate so I can keep standing in the way of the swords for you. Sounds like a very good plan. Um, I overheard the friend over there say um, something about tr- trading. You don't want to investigate that at all or <laughs> straight into borrowing money from us? <laughs> I don't have anything to trade. Nothing. You've got your old greatsword. Okay, right. So, like, let's look at the cost of Grayson. Was that like twelve gold pieces? I have I mean, no idea. Five hundred gold. I don't know how much a Grayson costs, dude. Like everything pales in comparison to full plate armor. Okay, so I am currently wearing some kind of armor. Chainmail. Chainmail. Seventy-five. This is, is I would remind you, uh, seventy-five of uh, not my gold <laughs> is the difference. It's very, very worth. Greatsword is worth fifty GP. Hey, so this is all a quarter of the way there, Lenny. Just this shit you don't need anymore. <laughs> and you are somewhat of a celebrity, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Great Duncan. Yeah. I mean, throw yourself under the bus as well. They only know who I am. Right? <laughs> well, these people don't. <laughs> well, that's true. Just uh, bash your eyelids. Yeah. Hey, yeah. I thought about that. Lady. But my charisma is... It was but, 10. But Dun- <laughs> Modern zero. zero. Duncan yeah. is an aspiring actor, though. That's true. Ooh. You could impersonate, like, George Clooney or something. Yeah. And then... Sorry. Um, John... Kluby, oh, the famous human thespian in this world. He's very old and handsome. Mm. Would you say that George Clooney is very old? Yes. <laughs> He's ancient. <laughs> He's older than you, T. Um, For what it's worth, I think Drazilia's like, I think the reward will be greater if you, you know, save up your own money. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you want to feel the, the satisfaction, the sense of achievement that comes yeah. with setting up for your own set of food plates? Yeah, plate then you'll have earned it, Dunkar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if Dunkar. We're riding horses at the moment. <laughs> uh, yeah, you are riding horses. For what it's worth, I am, I am happy to loan you some money, Duncan. Just as long, so long as you consider trading in some of your own goods as well to lessen the financial load on. I mean, yeah, if you get one hundred twenty, if you get one hundred twenty-five gold for your current armor and your old greatsword, then you only need three seventy-five. And if each of these fools will lend you one hundred and eighty-eight out of their thousand, then uh, you can make that up pretty quick. I can cover the two fifty, and Drazi can make up the rest. Does that does that suit? She's got that extra 60 from that stolen pocket watch. Mm. Oh, I think you probably would have before you told do. her her clothes were shit and then she left the party again. <laughs> Hang on, how many people are in this caravan? I'm going to say... We can't kill them, Tom. <laughs> hey, now. We're just going to rob them? No. <laughs> I'm just curious as to how many Aren't people there are. good aligned? I'm lawful good. Yeah, okay. Maybe. So... <laughs> 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 yeah, so uh, there's there's Doromir, who's kind of like the, the head of the caravan. He's like a dwarven man. And then there's this uh, dwarven lady, and then there's a general. I'm going to say there's five traders, 
and two caravan guards. I sure hope Doromir doesn't meet his end at the hand of Gertz. Oh god, <laughs> hell. And very good Lord of the Rings. Yeah, too. thanks. Um, yet um, another reference to a very successful franchise. Oh, he's eating the look at both the clothes and also the trinkets, so what okay. are we doing here, pal? Well, I don't know, because so far you, you've offered me some, some of the money. Mm-hmm. Drazi's just kind of been like... Every time lending money even comes up. <laughs> so literally all this is playing out in front of the Dwarven version. She's just holding this plate armor in front of her and she's just like, so what are we doing here? Are you buying this or not? Drazi's just sick of this. She just puts the 125 in Duncan's and goes off and stands guard again. Okay, standing guard against Ooh. the caravan yeah. of guards. Very okay. cool. Wonderful. So everybody mark down the appropriate amounts out of your gold and Duncan now has full plate armor, which means that your AC's gone up to what, 18? Mm-hmm. That's pretty sweet. Who else wants to buy something from these good, good merchants? Jody wanted to look at quotes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of fashions is Jody after? Well, what do you got? What is what is what is Doromir rocking with? Because like J- Jody's a cultured man. He's yeah. a you know Doromir's dressed in the dwarven fashion, <laughs> uh, which you know surely Duncan can tell me all about. Yeah, it's uh, all very practical and armor based, mm-hmm. unless it's one of their uh, unique cultural uniforms that tend to be specific to uh, festivals and things. Yeah, not sure Jody wants to step on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where yeah. a cultural uniform mm. of the dwarven people just like, I just love how it looks. Yeah. You guys got the Coachella? Like, <laughs> um, no, they, they got anything, man. Like different coloured linen shirts. There's nice. linen pants. Lots of linen from the human traders. And, you know, some different like rough spun cotton. There's vests. There's jackets. Basically... You can get, like, pretty much a combination of clothes that you like. Throw me out some options. There's, you know, what, what kind of outfit do you think you're just putting together? Do you want a little minute to think about it? Kind of like, is there any silk rolling around? Or oh, yeah, there's some silk. It's, it's going to be costly. costly, though. Yeah, well, I mean, I can't wear armor. And so at a certain point, it's just how good I look. Yeah. <laughs> do you want, like, a silk tuxedo? It's like, I got a penguin suit. I don't know. I didn't do anything. This is a fantasy world, too. It's possible. Would silk hold its shape well enough to be a tuxedo? Dude, we fucking regrew that dude's limb last episode. <laughs> but then is it a magical item? Do you need a tunement with your silk tuxedo so it yeah. holds its shape? Keep it crisp. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jody actually has proficiency on, like, silk, silk attunements. On, on clothes. clothes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, just, just tell me what um, Jody wants to wear. Like, I wouldn't mind, like, some sort of, like, black pants and, like, a colourful kind of, like, silk shirt that's sort of, like, laid back. Kind of, kind of brief sort of thing, but allowed to, like, do his, like, monk moves and that so, sort like, of thing. So, what do you think? Like, black linen pants with, like, a cool silk, like, real Peter Allen shirt. Yeah, like, fucking, like, open to, like, the mid-chest. Yeah, it's like, like fucking <laughs> flowing and breezy, like, big flowy sleeves. Or mm. are the sleeves tight? I reckon it's, it's, I don't think it's a full length shirt, you know what I mean? Oh, I think it's like short oh, sleeve yeah. silk, oh. open like down the chest sort of thing, oh, not all the way down. But like, With yeah. a little ruffle? Maybe, maybe a little, little bit of a ruffle, yeah. Oh, you said not a full length shirt, and I thought you meant like <laughs> crop top. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly yeah. what, where the yeah. fuck is this going? So it's, like, it's, like, it's like a, like a boob tube. So yeah, yeah, just yeah. Like, around there. What color? Oh, Aerodynamic. And he's got a bit of a pocket yeah. as well. Just to keep it's his hex in. <laughs> yeah, it's a real 2004 vibe. Yeah, no, yeah. No, Jody's very current. Very yeah. good. What, uh, what um, color is Jody's silk cropped? Like, I'm feeling something sort of like, maybe like around like a darkish sort of red, like almost like a, like a burgundy maybe or something like that. 
Okay, I can see that. Like a burgundy sort of silk. Oh, sort of you got like a flamenco kind of vibe. Not, not in. Intentionally, like a, a sort purpley of red. Yeah, like a purpley red would be kind of cool. Okay, okay, I'll allow it. Something colourful, so, something that kind of can be like, it can be summery, or it can be like uh, some spicing for winter night as well. You know, something mm-hmm. versatile, like laid back. Day to night. So, day to night. Day to night. Exactly. Yeah. Practicality. Um, something that's going to look really fresh as he's like <laughs> flipping in the air and like yeah, knocking nice. people out with his <laughs> copper based stuff. Cool. I, mean? I like it a lot. Uh, that sounds pretty cool. Let me just uh, figure out how much that's going to run, Joji. Fine clothing is an item in D&D, because you get Clothes. Costume is 5 GP. Clothes, fine. 15 GP. Okay. It's in the standard table. There you go. Oh my god. Costume. Costumes? (laughs) Is it Jazillion? Do these vendors have any disguises? Yeah. I I, I think, like, the salesman's going through it, being like, "Mm, how how much do these would be cost? Mm, They're not costumes. (laughs) And as I say costume, like, you see, like, Jazillion, like... Almost like snap her neck. <laughs> yeah, so, so go ahead and mark down 15 gold pieces off of Jody for uh, this fine, cool suit that he's got. Do you reckon I can throw in some cologne for me as well? Uh, you know what? I'm going to say you could get a parfum, a bottle of cool uh, parfum for an additional five gold pieces. Nice. I'm just trying to make sure you're ready to fuck when we get to Carthus City. <laughs> no, in like Tom, 20 episodes. Looking good isn't always about fucking, dude. Oh, I said Jody's one of those guys who's swimming in cologne, just like. No! Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Actually yeah, he actually helps him maintain buoyancy for yeah. his uh, stunts. And he thinks it's, like, the cool thing. What kind of... Don't ruin this... Listen, I'm spending money on this very cool character. <laughs> He's gonna be a good cologne boy. Just a little dab in the morning. What's his charisma? His Sorry? What's his charisma? It's not great. Yeah, but he's trying his best. Okay? Goodness. He can't really talk in a certain situation, and so he's trying to, like, you know, like, let the eyes... Uh, he's yeah, going for that yeah. Ryan Gosling vibe. Yeah, of course. He's <laughs> really yeah. awkward, but looks really cool. Yeah, exactly. Is Ryan Gosling really awkward? More awkward than you'd hope. Yeah. Really? Yeah. If you're out there, guys, hit me up. I'll have you on the show anytime. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. So, what kind of boots? Like shoes? Like le- I'm picturing leather boots. Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. All right. All right. What about Drazzy? What does Drazzy want in a costume? I mean, what do they have? Like. Well, basically, as I said, like shirts, pants, jackets of any color that you would like, pretty much. You know, shoes. They've also just got like raw material. If you can, like, if you want to buy like some cotton or silk <laughs> or something that you can use to make a costume for yourself. Yeah, I don't. What does Drazzy want to she wear? She specialises in, you know, greenery. Yeah. Well, what's her look? Um, <laughs> dude, dude, buys nice. green fabric. Like 420, though, like blazer, like hey, greenery. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Drazzy hitting the green. Yeah, yeah. nice, dude. The devil's lettuce. Yeah. <laughs> no, she, like, she wants, like, I mean, disguise options. Like, mm. do they have any hats? Oh, yeah, they got hats. What kind of hat do you want? Like a cool hat. Like a bowler hat or like a top hat? What are you thinking? Like a cool like like hat with like a feather in it? I was thinking, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like a feathered like cap. a Final Fantasy feathered cap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What about? Uh, do you remember that that hat that uh, Pharrell wore that time? That really really tall. Oh hat. yeah. Like the mounty the mounty hat. Yeah, like the yeah, mounty yeah. hat. Or like a wide brim. Or do you think Drazzy's wearing like a floppy hat? Like a floppy. Like sun a or like the yeah. like the Buckingham yeah. Palace guard one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or like a Marge Simpson at that point. Oh, man, yeah. there's too many options. What do they have? Uh, they've got all those hats. Oh. <laughs> you can choose. Um, yeah, they don't have a lot of armor or weapons. They have so many hats. <laughs> hats. Like, there's, a, there's a dedicated hat to merchant. Yeah. I want a hat that's so big that it would just, like, if someone's walking towards me, like, they can't see my face. <laughs> 
Okay. So, like, you don't actually need a very big... Yeah. But you can just pull the brim down. Yeah, yeah. Do you want, like, a baseball cap? Like, a cool, like... Like, a real Chance the Rapper vibe? I think that's really going to stand out in, um... I thought you were going to say, I want a hat so big I can fit my whole body. (laughs) Because the arms you you were using... I thought you were like, I want a hat this big and I'll just wear it as, like, a a little disguise or a safe place during, like, a short rest. I'm going to ask... The hat salesperson, the, hat the, man. the milliner, if you will. Yes. yes. The um, what is the current fashion in Carthus City? Like, what would I get away as a, a real Carthinian? Did you say Carthen? Yeah, Carthen. That's right. A Carthen. That depends entirely on what circles you run in. The fancy upper class will be wearing these feathered caps, whereas the lower class people will wear different caps depending on their trade. And he shows you like an array of flat caps, and you know, like. Uh, just like generic, like wide brim hats to keep the sun off working in the field. Any of these would be suitable. It depends what kind of aura you want to extend. Or do a trade one, and then you can build a whole character out of it, sort of thing. You can be like a newsie, <laughs> a newsie, or like a like a yeah, like, like an artisan of some sort. Like you, yeah. you can pretend to be like a like a glass blower or something. I don't know. But I don't know anything about glass. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it's ruined. Uh, hey, it's gonna be a believable disguise. Right. I'll just I'll go with the sun hat, the a big floppy sun. Yeah, hat. Yeah, 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 for picking stuff in the fields. Cool. Oh, yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. But is it is it done in like the style of a cool hip girl sun hat, or is it like a like, like a, a felt one sort of yeah. thing? What yeah, like this is a sun this is a sun hat for a peasant, but also she's she's a she's a cool girl. <laughs> she's a cool girl. Yeah. Yeah. There's also an array of chokers if you think. <laughs> 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 Man, I just got so much better. Yeah. Oh god. Oh, no. Also, very quickly, trinkets. Jody desperately was one of the very quick look at trinkets. Okay. I know I know we spent some time on like getting him dressed and ready, but Okay, uh, there's an, an array of, like, costume jewellery necklaces, like mm-hmm. a big, like, you know, kind of amulet pendant type stuff. You got rings. You got, like, little, like, toy type things, like a ball in a cup type deal. You got little, like, tin soldiers. Mm. What do you think Jody's vibe is like? Do you have any potentially, like, small magic items in stock? Or is it the more mundane wares that you're carrying? They're mostly more mundane wares. There is someone selling, like, healing potions and other minor drafts. Um, Swan draft. Mm, yeah, there's a couple of swannies. Is there like a like a relatively plain like sort of like silver ring? Yeah, you can buy a little silver ring and then just say it's magical. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you just want, yeah, just like yeah. Get, get a little ring. Yeah, one gold piece. One gold That's piece. Cool silver ring. You guys have a little deal. Yeah. What do you think you guys do after you finish your various shoppings for clothes and armor and cool hats? I mean, Doomcan's probably keen to get moving with the quest. Really. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Is it they are traveling people? Is it worth? Do we need to know anything about the surrounding area, or is there any intel that's worth oh, yeah. gathering at this point? Um, Duncan, our military commander. There's probably a degree to which it's almost better not letting other people know what we're doing or where we're going. Mm. Asking questions almost gives away more than it gets when we're, for the moment, going relatively short-term goals, just to forest's edge. Okay, I yeah. mean, we could do it in a casual manner, like, how's your journey been? Any rough terrain? Not a bad idea. Do you want to use your charisma for it? I always love these just <laughs> social interactions. So where's the um, I'll go up to one of the food vendors oh, yeah. and buy oh, a, nice. a tasty. Uh, okay, then, hang on. Let me come up with a name for this uh, dude who's selling pie floats food. <laughs> what was that? A pie float? Is that a pie float? Is that the one like like a pie in like a uh, in peas or whatever? No, you know what I mean? Like the pie float. Yeah. Yeah. What? You buy it's like a pie Someone's like gravy. Nested in this like moat of peas. This guy's name is Liddell, mm-hmm. and he's selling uh, all manner of cured meats, pies, 
different kinds of fun food. Ah. Actually, you probably notice as you get closer that he's in fact a half elf. Oh. Mm, like Josilia herself, I believe. Like myself. Good good morrow. Um <laughs> I would like shut up. <laughs> do you do pie floats? <laughs> I wouldn't be much of a pie vendor if I didn't sell pie floats. Of course, I shouldn't have asked. Um I'll have three. <laughs> okay. Zilly buys three pie floats. Uh hey Tom, do you want to tell me how much a, a regular meal is supposed to cost? I sure will. Well, that's in living expenses in a good Yeah, I'm just trying to get <laughs> three silver pieces. Okay. That'll be three silver pieces, but I'll make it eight because you're buying three at once. Sorry, uh, yeah, three each. You so. would do that. Thank you. That's really just on the sign. It's a standard <laughs> deal. <laughs> three five floats. I appreciate it so much. Well, you're welcome. So while he's preparing the pie yeah, yeah. floats, I guess, I'll just be like, Sir, it's a good day for travel. How, how has your journey been? Oh, you know, uh, past Forest Edge about uh, two days back on the way into the Ashwood, so pretty boring since then. You're actually uh, only the third group of travellers we've seen on the road, uh, or third group of people we've seen on the road, I should say. Not necessarily travellers. We passed a farmhouse about a day back. That was the closest thing to comfort we've encountered. Oh, they let you stay, did they? Oh, for a, a small fee, we were able to set up our tents in the barn. Interesting. Well, thank you for the pie flights. No more information. Just trying to fuck this half. <laughs> <laughs> well, these are my species. <laughs> <Is> there... <laughs> now that's a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it was a bit of a reference to that. Uh, still interested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Under the apes. Under the apes. Yeah. Jesus. Can't just let your plan of the half elves and she'll just go fucking wild. <laughs> So, all right, your pie floats are purchased. And yeah. You don't want any more Is there anything else I should ask? No, I think that's like a, a good general vibe. I think do we just like as you walk in away, uh, Liddell says to you, uh, "Where, where are you three headed? Uh, well, what's your ultimate destination on the road?" We're going to the beach for a mini break. <laughs> oh my, that's a nice walk. You've got at least a span of walking, if not more, before you uh, see the coast. It's a, uh, it's why we we got the pie pie floats. Here we are. <laughs> yeah, food for our travels. Is a span a measurement? Ten days. Huh. Cool. Dude, nice. nice. Is that on your little board or? I thought that was a D&D thing. Uh, no, I totally ripped that out of King Killer. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, nice. Thanks, <laughs> Rufus. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for nothing, Rufus. <laughs> how much is a league? Oh, uh, I don't Ooh. know. Let's Depends how many extraordinary gentlemen you have. Oh! Dude, nice. Hey everyone, it's me, just checking in in the middle of the show. First of all, as always, thanks so much for listening. It means a lot to us. We've had such a great time making the show these past six months and are looking forward to expanding and making more content for you to enjoy in 2018. We hope it's been good for you so far. To that effect, I have a little call to arms for you all. We've put up a few things recently that we think might make a nice introduction to what we're all about here at HW Laid and might help us grow the show. There's the Halloween special from October, the recent holiday special, which we hope you all enjoyed, and just the other day we put up a short kind of teaser trailer video that Grace edited together. It's all of us getting ready to record and having a bit of fun. These are all nice, non-canonical, easy-to-digest, HW-laid vibes, so if you like the show and you want to help us grow, please think about sharing one of those things with a friend. We'll love you for it. 
course, there's all the normal stuff we talk about every time. We love hearing from you guys on Facebook or Twitter or in the Meet Space. And iTunes reviews and ratings continue to be super important. But really, I don't want to harp on, so I won't take up any more of your time. Thank you. Sincerely, from all of us. It's been amazing. Enjoy the rest of the show. I imagine you guys are moving on from the caravan at this point. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you have anything else you want to ask? Okay, yeah. so as you as you commence to walk away, Doromir comes over and uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you if you uh, had any packages or letters or anything that you need delivered around the wood. We'll be traveling to a number of small towns and for a small fee we can guarantee the arrival of missives and parcels of any description. I'm all good. We, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we are all good. Well, one of us is neutral, but... Ah, yeah. Comma baby. Yeah, comma baby. Comma baby. Oh, God. Oh, sad. Yeah, that's sad depressing. story. <laughs> wow. 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 So, yeah, you guys move on from the caravan, and uh, Darmia waves you farewell as uh, you progress on along your road northwest. Did uh, did Duncan just want the extra XP for head, like for finding a new town, or like? Instead of giving that dude the letter to go to Forest Edge. We're headed, headed through Forest Edge, Forest Edge anyway. And they also, I don't trust Edge. anyone who just happens to ask if we want a hand doing the thing we're already doing that they can't possibly know about. All right. We're on the road and we're eating it's the pie Yeah, so you guys march away from the caravan eating your pie floats mm. and in a generally jolly mood. And as the evening begins to set, you guys notice... Probably at different stages as you're you're trekking along, that uh you kind of feel weird. There's a weird atmosphere. The pie floats. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the pie floats. Uh, after a, a, a little while further walking, you guys come to realize that maybe it's not the atmosphere explicitly. It's like almost like a an intrinsic feeling to yourselves and. Sort of suddenly, you realise that you've kind of strayed off the like really well picked path that you were following to Forest Edge because you can feel something pulling you off the path further north than northwest back into the wood. You're aware of that. You can feel something drawing you into the woods. The gems we took from the temple. Do they <laughs> seem to be like? Are they reacting or anything like that? Or can I get you guys to make perception or arcana checks? Whatever you're better at. Twenty-one. Fifteen. Natural one. Oh, nice. So, yeah. So, Brazilia can't feel anything with her natural one. She actually forgets about the existence <laughs> of the gem that's sitting in the top of her staff for right now. Uh, but the two boys might feel something emanating out of their bags. It's just sort of like a gentle, magical vibration. Is it a good vibration? Um, I will say you don't feel fear. Hmm. Hmm. I... I'm not sure if you can feel this, but I am sort of sensing something to do with the, the, the gems we took from the temple. Is it perhaps worth checking Valilia's journal? Okay, I feel like I would feel it because I'm the magic one, but <laughs> I'll check. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you pull out the journal, you have to flip through, there's nothing as of yet. Do you guys feel a bit strange? Yeah, it does seem to be some kind of pull coming from the crystals. Part of me is uh, loath to follow such a lead, but... But we are looking for more crystals like this. Maybe it's a good sign. Could be. Well, I see no uh, immediate threat to, to following it up. Perhaps we move forward cautiously and uh, with some optimism, perhaps. 
I was going to say combat ready, but optimism, yes, that's, that's sure, optimist. yeah. Combat optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> Should we camp or see where this takes us? Jody's new shirt, we're always camp. Well, with that shirt. <laughs> For those of you at home. <laughs> it was a little maraca shake in the room yeah, just yeah, now, yeah. yeah. Peter Allen, what a guy. <clears throat> I go to Carthus. I think we'll... Uh, <laughs> I've been to the city. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, do you guys think this might have anything to do with the, the web that Gallic spoke to us about earlier? Is it worth checking in with the G-Man, as it were? Good do. I don't really know what to make of this whole web theory, but I guess least we can do is tell him about this new uh, sensation. Maybe do, I- do we have a sense of where we are? Sorry? Like, you like- feel like you've travelled north from the path that you were following towards Forest Edge. Okay. Maybe ask if he has found anything about this specific area. Sure, okay. Uh, well, I guess Jody uses one of the charges of his sending stones to say, Hey, mate, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> really missing travel without you. Didn't uh, have time to write a short message, so I wrote a yeah, long one instead. Yeah. Anyway, so we're just wondering if... I think heading north towards Forest Edge, magical pull from gems, anything to do with the web in this area. Love, Jody. Screw Flanders. (laughs) (laughs) Screw Flanders. (laughs) Bye. I wish I'd been filming that. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing always makes me think of this great scene in Buffy where... I'll tell you guys later. <laughs> hey, Tom coming up with a Buffy reference yeah, out of nowhere? That's crazy. weird. It's because she runs into like one of the like... Sometimes so when, allies, when sometimes you said you villain. tell us later, she like six seconds. <laughs> this was later, man. <laughs> I guess that's true. One round of combat later. Yeah. We're living our lives in those six seconds. Yeah, so do we get anything back from Garak at this point? I, I guess, do, do we follow the pool until we hear something back from Garak, or do, do we want to wait here? Probably prudent to wait. Sure. Okay. Uh, a short while later, you get a response along the lines of, can I get those finger counts again, T? Interesting. Not sure if related... Nothing about gems yet. Keep me posted. I've taken note of your location. Will advise with any news. Screw fine. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys get that joke? No. Okay, it's like I a. I mean, I'm sure somebody at some point on Simpsons said screw flame. It, it's a specific reference to a Simpsons episode where Homer was working as like a food critic at a newspaper and he had to like, he had to like reach a certain word count. And at the end of all his articles, he would just write screw flanders until he finished the word count. So there you go. He doesn't know anything about it as yet, uh, but he's taken note of where you guys are. There was nothing related to the gems in what he's found so far. Cool. Okay, well, let's. Yeah. Journey on. Mm-hmm. Mounted, weapons ready. You guys roll along, picking a path through the trees, following this, like, ever-present pull. And after maybe a half hour of trekking in this direction, uh, what are your passive perceptions? There's, like, 15, 16. Should be, like, 16, I think. Okay. Jody hears, through the trees, a call-out in a uh, thin, wayfish voice. Help me, please! Coming through the forest from the north. Mm. Can I, like, roll inside on that? Like, do I, like, a... Yes. 22. 
Okay. You're not sure that that is a human sound. Cool, cool. Okay, so I, I like raise my hand, something to help like stop everyone sort of thing, and then I use my second charge of sending, mm-hmm. and because it's like telepathic, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just heard the sound of a cry for help north. Not sure it's human could be dangerous. Thoughts, <laughs> <laughs> and then I just kind of like look at you all because I'm out of charges, but you guys aren't. <laughs> yeah, it's nighttime, right? Yeah, it's still bright out, but it's the sun is starting to go down in the sky. I use one of the charges on my sending stones to say to them both, let's reverse the surprise. All right. With me. But... Wait, what? Rossi, you take charismatic lead. Oh. Go bluff this person. <laughs> so that's the plan? Mm-hmm. Okay. So Druzzy walks forward. Rides. Rides forward, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys are riding, riding ahead riding, towards riding. the sound. Eventually, you come to a small clearing. Probably see the clearing up ahead before you get to it. When you're about 40 feet away. Inside the clearing, you can see what appears to be a very stereotypical damsel in distress lying in the clearing's grass. Next to her is a giant spider rearing back on its hind legs, looking ready to strike. She's, like, trying to get away from it. But what draws your attention more immediately than the damsel in distress and the spider attacking her is that you've noticed the source, or what feels like the source, of this pull you've been feeling. And it is a large, 30-foot-tall stone pillar with a pointed tip. The pointed tip is made out of dull copper plates and embedded in the stone pillar are what look like three glass spheres. They're not lit, they're empty. Are they clear glass? A rounded circumference or at different heights? Different heights. Like a traffic light? Yeah. All right, so taking in the scene, I think Drazzy calls out, is everything okay, man? He says... Don't you see I'm being attacked? Help! And then the spider lunges forward and she like flinches out of the way and its fang digs into the ground. Is there anything about the scene that seems peculiar? Uh, well, you know Jody said he didn't think that the voice that was making that was human. Can we maybe roll for perception? Sure, you can roll perception check. It's a nat 20. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's 18. 23. Okay, Wow. Uh, those are some fucking good rolls. Uh, I'm actually going to say, considering how hard this is to see, that 18 isn't actually good enough. But the nat 20 and the 23, you spot something, like, rustling in the edge of the clearing off to the left. I whip out my short bow and shoot at it. You can't really see oh, it. You uh, can shoot its location. You'll have disadvantage on the attack roll. Maybe shoot the spider. That makes more sense. Yeah, I whip, whip, whip out my short bow and I just shoot at the spider. All right, you'll get a surprise round here, and then we're all going to roll initiative. Cool. So go ahead and make this attack roll. Uh, 22 to hit? Yeah, you know that's gonna do it, baby. Nine damage. Oh, nice. Okay, so this, yeah, thwacks into this spider's carapace with a meaty thud, and it recoils as it was about to strike at the young lady on the ground again. But yeah, now let's roll initiative. All right, let's do it.
person to act is the quick-talking Duncan. <coughs> I will. Quick-talking. Yeah, that's been his characteristic this whole <laughs> yeah, time. I'd say so. <laughs> Quick-footed Duncan. I will horse. ride right over and smack the damsel in the face with the flat of my sword. Oh. <laughs> Dealing intentionally non-lethal damage. Proceed, my friend. Does <laughs> 14 do it? No. Well, Unfortunately. I will use my extra attack. Oh. That one still Should wouldn't Should we want to like, gauge her reaction to the sword to the face? Yeah, did anything change when the... Oh, yeah, no, sorry. That next one is 20. Yeah, yeah the 20 definitely hits. Because you rolled a 13. Yeah. I was like, go ahead and roll damage. Rerolling one, 13 damage. Okay, so you bring the, what, the hilt of your sword? No, the flat of the blade. Okay, the flat of the blade down onto the face of this uh, damsel in distress who rapidly changes form into a hideous green hag hey. that looks like this. And, oh, God. Uh, yeah. Can you just describe it for our, our listeners? Yeah, so she has, like, really long, like, greasy white hair and really, like, awful... Leathery green skin and fang-like teeth and a really long pointy nose. She's wearing a tattered grey robe and she's lying on the ground and she's like hissing up at you now that you've thwacked her in the face <laughs> with the blade. And Man, you really like got lucky with that hit, didn't you? That it was actually a hag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and not just like a terrible distress that you're like. Well, no, but we knew it wasn't human and then it looked human. This is true. Look, if anything, you should know there's no real damsels in distress in my story. Uh, yeah. 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 Next person to act is Jody. Do you mean next person to act is Action Surge? Here it comes. And fuck it. This one, I'm feeling good. It's a power attack. Oof. 16 minus the 5 Plus. takes it 11 with the 7, takes it to 18. That hits. Nice. Oh boy. So that's 11. Plus 7 is 18, plus 4 is 22 damage. Jesus. Okay, so after seeing this thing transform before your very eyes, Duncan can't help himself but attack it again (laughs) with all this vigor. And uh, he brings down a full force action surge directly onto the hag, and uh, it slices through some of its awful leathery green skin. And uh, you've still got another attack, I believe, for action surge. That's a two. Well, unfortunately, (laughs) you're, you're... Recoil at like the smell that comes yeah. out of the yeah. sliced hand. Yeah. Is Action Surge a special feature? Fighter. Or fighter. Yeah. The next person to act is Jody. Now. Terrific. I think given that. Now, is this lady on the ground? She or? is. Okay. And there's a spider next to her. Yeah. Oh, does that mean I get advantage because she's prone? Yeah. You do. I'll say you do. So go ahead and make that second attack again. 13. It's 20. Yeah, that'll do um, it. I didn't say whether or not I was power attacking, and I probably would have been. So it would actually be... 18. Oh, 15. 15. Mm-hmm. I use precision before I know if it hits, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to use the precision to okay. add the D8, yeah. which is an 8. So that's going to be yeah. an easy hit. That'll hit, for sure. Another power attack. Did I add the 10 from the power attack from my last one? No. no. So did an extra 10 damage. No. You that... rolled three dice. Oh, I did it as a crit instead of... Do you want to just re-roll two power attacks? Because I can put her back to the hit point she was on before these attacks. Mm. That that. probably makes sense. Go ahead and roll two power attacks. So 46 plus what? 34? Um, 28. So it is 7 plus 8, which is 15, plus the... 28. So 36 damage. Okay. It's like a fireball. Like a very powerful fireball that you just dropped to this lady. Nicely done. So... 
the next person to act is finally Jodie. Yeah, yeah. finally Jodie. Um, I think Jodie's going to like fo- keep focusing on this spider, seeing that lady is uh, mm-hmm. not prone. And we'll remember that he has uh, multi-attack this, <laughs> this round, seeing mm-hmm. as he forgot during his surprise round. <laughs> um, and just try and shoot it with his short bow. Yeah, yeah. First one is only going to be a 10, so that's that what we're going to do. do it. Um, the next one will be 17 to hit. That will do it. Hey, that's uh, 10 damage. Okay. Oh, nice. Big damage. Okay, so the spider's now got two arrows, like, puncturing two different parts of its body, and it's uh, looking at Jody with uh, severe malice in its eyes. Oh, no. <laughs> and the next person to act is the hand on the ground in front of you, Duncan, who stands up and swipes at you with her claws. Uh, 19 to hit your AC. So I'm going to need you to take, for me, a tasty 16 slashing damage. That's all she can do. The next thing that happens is... Duncan. I'm going to need you to go ahead and take a wisdom saving throw for me. Oh, fuck. 11. Okay, that's not going to pass. I'm going to need you to take four psychic damage and have disadvantage on the next attack roll you make. The four psychic damage comes uh, as your brain is rocked by hideous thoughts that sound like, like a string of magical insults that sound something like this. You're nothing, and you'll be destroyed before too long, like all the others. I thought and, maybe uh, he just like knocked Duncan out of his drunken stupor. Mm, and just, he just heard his sober thoughts and then took his sober thoughts. <laughs> like oh god! Uh, and the next person to act is Brazilian. Hey. Um. Okay. <clears throat> How are they all positioned? So you got basically Duncan, and then right in front of him, like to his left and his right, you got a spider and a hag. I think I know. You know what I'm asking. <laughs> <laughs> With a fireball. All right, fireball nice. coming out. Fucking a, drop it on. Okay, so uh, oof, the spider does a very bad job jumping out of the way. You could say the worst job that you can do. What do I do again? Uh, roll eight d six. Here, do you want to just use my fireball, guys? And the hag will save. Yeah, use Jackson's just, special fireball. Yeah. I just Sorry. used four of them twice. Yeah. So twenty eight. 28 damage all up. Okay, so uh, the spider just gets incinerated <laughs> to a crisp and left as yet yeah. some, some crispy carapace sitting on the ground. Mm. Uh, the hag manages to like dodge out of the way of the worst of this large explosion of fire and she looks like she gets singed but only takes half that damage. The next person to act is the spider that you burnt to death. So we're back around to Duncan. <laughs> Yay! I'm going to attack a normal attack first off at the hag with disadvantage because of that. Mm-hmm. Vicious mockery. Yeah, go ahead. The six plus seven is going to be 13. 13. That won't do it, I'm afraid. But then what I will do is make my extra attack. Go ahead. I'm trying to decide whether I'm going to use precision on that, but I don't think it's worth it. That one is 10 plus 7 is 17. That hits. That hits. It's coming in hot with getting that re-rolled one. That's 8 plus 4 is 12 damage. Okay, this hag is looking pretty bruised and battered at this point. She's been burned. She's been stabbed. She's been those two things. And yeah, now we're on to little Jodas. Yeah, I'm going to rush up without my, uh, my copper rod and just like crack her in the face. Okay, go for it. That's a crit failure, but I'll try it one more time. <laughs> uh, just so overpowered by how yeah. disgusting she's yeah. going to look at. Good God. That one will be a 26. So that, that one's a lot hit. better. Yeah. Me, nine damage on the first hit. 
Uh, that's all the damage we're going to need to worry about. Oh, great. Sure. So, <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah, you, you bring this concussive rod down into the face of this bruise in a battered hand, and you see she just goes limp as she falls into the turf. The next thing that happens is Drasilia. <laughs> uh, you are all of a sudden made aware of the presence of another hag standing right at your side. Oh, no. It got a little surprise on you and hits you with its claws. So I'm going to need my girl Druzzy to take 18 slashing damage. Oh. <laughs> is, there an, is there an AC or...? It hit her AC with 26. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. That's half my AC in the toilet. Oh, half your hit points? Half my hit points. Yeah, nice. Uh, cool, that's her turn though, the hag's turn. <laughs> These things can go invisible, guys. Oh, uh, nice. So <laughs> the next thing to happen is... Drazilia's turn. You've got this hag standing right next to you having well, just raked you with its claws. Bitch, go and get it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I will magic missile and I will cast it at level 2 using nice. my level 2 slots. Extra dance. So that's going to be what? 44? 44. One, 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 one more d4 yeah, yeah. for okay. each level up you do. Draw nice. 1, 2, 3, and 4. Yeah, nice. Oh, wow. So that's 10 plus 4 is 14. Okay, so four bolts of magical energy uh, come out of your hands to a hand and jab right into the side of the tag. And yeah, it, it gets hit pretty good. And the next person to act is Duncan. I'm gonna hit her with my sword. You gotta charge back over out of the clearing. Oh, you're not near me. Yeah, yeah, she's back in the tree. Yeah, now. I'll ride over and... Are you still mounted? Yeah, man. Yeah, I'm riding around, just cutting, yeah. cutting ladies down. Yeah, classic mounted combat. Well, I have a number four, so that's not very good. No. But we'll go for the next swing with my extra attack. It's an 18. I really do need to start saying whether I'm powering attack or not. We'll assume I won't. Totally hits. Um, so the 18 hits, and we've got that damage dice coming in. That's five on four, that's nine. We're getting a four on that. That's 13 damage. Whew, that's a toasty hit. All right, this hag is taking uh, some beatings in rapid succession. And the next person to act is Jody. You know he's going to sprint over and try to get him that concussive rod. Ooh. It's uh, 12 on the first one. That won't do it. Well, let me try again. <laughs> 19 on the next. That'll do it. Excellent. That's more like your usual Jodas operandi. <laughs> <laughs> now, how long have you been sitting on that one? <laughs> Since BMAX said Jodas. <laughs> So it's seven damage, and I'm going to burn a key point and attack it twice with Florian oh, Blows. Nice. First one is 22. I'll do it. Next one is 12. Okay, so one of these hits. My fists, are, my fists do 1d6 damage now. Dude, nice, at level five. Yes, you bet. That's sweet. So, that'll be... I'm going to roll that again. I didn't see what it was. <laughs> Six, so that's uh, ten damage on that. Oh, that's a powerful um, punch. And then, um, uh, could you take a deck save for me? Yeah, I certainly can. Eight. Yep, she's going to be not prone. Ooh, dang, this hag on the ground. All right, Nito. Uh, unfortunately, the next person to act is the hag. Uh, she's going to rake out with her claws again at the most vulnerable-looking member of the party. She just wants to bring one down before she out. So, Vazilia, does 14 hit your AC? Um, it does, but I have... Shield, so I'll oh, just... Oh dang, reaction first level spell slot shield. Okay, so your AC goes up to what, 19? Yeah. And I guess she misses you, so she rakes up at you with her claws, but they are caught in this magical barrier and they bounce off and she's like really confused. Mm. Uh, but that's her done, and now it's your turn. <laughs> <laughs> um, How's she looking? You'd, you'd call her bloody, and she looks terrible. That's <laughs> 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 more important. Her fashion is dreadful. Yeah, and um, the whole vibe. Yeah. Not a single 
flop you had to be seen. No, no that's true. Okay, I'm going to slice her with my daggers. Oh, <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Josie pulls out some daggers. She'll get advantage because this hag is prone. Go ahead and make an attack roll with advantage. Prone to get in slice. Proficiency at least. Yeah, what, and your dex? What's your dex? My dex is flat. Yeah, okay. Um, so okay. It's, it's, so eight. Like, yeah. it's eight. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> Josie like knocks away this hag's claws with her fucking magic force field, and then she's like, I'm gonna cut you! And jumps down and misses her with the fucking downward She loves it blade. though, like the blood is pumping. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. has gone berserker. Yeah. And the next person to act is Duncan. We get Drazilia uh, level in Barbarian. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to slash it with my sword. Nice. Power attack? Uh, yeah, you know what? You know what? Because she's prone and I'm getting advantage, this Ooh. is definitely going to be a power attack. Ooh, dang. That 13 is going to go to a 15 with my bonus, and I will use a precision superiority die, because I think we figured out the 15 doesn't do it, didn't we? Mm. So I get a 1 on my spirit attack. Does a 16 hit? 16 does not hit. Oh, heartbreaking. But you've got a second attack. I've got a second attack. And it's coming in hot. Another Advantage power attack. Power attack. Right. Here we go. Oh, God. That's 10. It's going to go to 12. I'm going to use another precision. 16. <laughs> Another 16. Uh, I must just be too high up on my horse. Yeah, yeah. you can't reach yeah. her with the fucking yeah, yeah. sword as long as yourself. Uh, so both of these, yeah, like, graze her nose. Just, like, just straight <laughs> past her face. Like, mm, fucking... A little bit of plastic so- surgery for this overnosed witch. Oh, uh, yeah, wow. Next was an act is Jody. I point the concussive rod in her face and press the button. Okay, shit. My finger is on the button. Uh, and then so that's 12 plus... Eight, I guess. Is regular regular modifier, so I said. 20. Yeah, so 20 will hit. Um, 2d6. I think I said 2d6. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's just 7 damage. Nice, nice. Okay, 7 damage. You're right into it. And you've got another attack. I yeah, I do. I'll, I'll whack it back down. Again. Nice. Okay, so she's like... Her, she like sits up to laugh at Duncan who's really for missing her and then Jody just like presses the button and her head is just whipped back into the crowd oh. with the force of concussion and she gets a concussion worth 7 damage <laughs> and yeah that's me 17 to hit that hits I think we figured it out <laughs> it is sometimes fucked up to actually picture the things we do to the people we kill mm, that's true 13 damage okay nice and then I'm gonna roll to hit her just once with my uh, martial attack thing with your fists? Yep. 17 on the first one. And then... 8 damage. Oh, nice. Okay. Punch her there. <laughs> she is looking pretty creamy. And now that it's her turn, she turns invisible. And you guys don't see anything. Now. You can make an attack of opportunity with disadvantage. disadvantage. As she attempts to leave your spear. In fact, all of you can, oh. if you want, using melee. So, yeah, disadvantage attacks. Not power attack, by the way. Mm-hmm. 18 to hit. Yeah, that is. Yep, so I'm going to use Menace. Nice. For that extra D8 damage. Nice. So, the damage is going to be re-rolling that 2, that 1, and that 1. <laughs> Jesus. Feet doing its work. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> Still two ones, but I turn one into a 5. So that's... Seven plus my four, that is 11 damage. Oh boy, that is just enough. So I want you to picture what happens here. This hag turns invisible and gets up and starts running away. 
As she gets up and starts running away, you don't see anything. You don't see footprints, because hags have a magical ability to essentially pass without leaving a trace when they're in their visible form. Duncan recklessly, like, slashes out at the air that he assumes she'll be occupying as she flees, and his sword passes through nothing. But by the time his sword has passed through, two separated halves of a hag body, like, pop back into your vision and fall down to the ground. And of course, not to be overlooked in all of this is the blood-curdling battle roar that came with the menacing strike that yeah, took her wow. down. So just oh, slice her in half, conjure her out of thin air with your sword, <laughs> and there you go, boys and girls, you've beaten the hags. And she is terrified in her last moments. That's true. That's true. <laughs> she died with as as most of the people have faced to become. I yeah. think, to be fair, die with fear. Jesus. Okay, so I've got a couple of things here that I think are going to round out the episode. First mm-hmm. of all, spoiler alert, you all level up to level six. Hey! I actually think we should handle that at the beginning of the next episode. I'm into cool. it. Yep. So you guys are standing in the clearing now, and you can see this big obelisk that drew you over to it, protruding into the sky before you. It's about 30 feet tall. I described before you before. It's mostly dark stone with these glass spheres in it, and it's got this, like, dull copper tip. What do you guys think you do? You still feel an attraction to it. I want to go touch it. You want to go touch it? Okay. Well, should we take a look at the crystals in our bags? Well, mine's on my staff. I can yeah. Look at it right now. Um, it, with those same perception checks from before, you would know because you told Rosilia, mm-hmm. so she knows now to be looking for it. It's kind of just like gently humming. Yeah. Okay. So you, you walk over to it? Yeah. I will say this. As you walk over to it, as you get within 10 feet of it, you feel like a loud clunking and clattering noise, like machinery long dormant lurching back to life. You start to hear the humming get a little bit louder. I think Duncan suddenly shouts out, Wait, we should poke it with something else first. <laughs> <laughs> before, before that, um, you notice that the lowermost of the three orbs has started dimly glowing. And it's Jody walks a little bit closer. Okay, you're all standing... So you're now standing also within ten feet of it? Yeah. Um, the lower orb starts glowing a little bit brighter. But just the lower orb? Just the lower orb. I think I poke it with my staff then. You don't uh, heed Duncan's advice to poke with something else? Why would, I mean, why would Gossie start now? <laughs> no, but also that. Oh, I am poking I, with I mean, something. Something other than a hand. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Poke with the staff? Okay. Yeah. Um, you poke with the staff, and you sort of maybe feel for a moment like that bottom orb is glowing a little bit brighter, but still nothing happens right now as you poke with the staff. What if we all touch the gems to it? Duncan gets off his horse and walks over to join them, fishes the crystal out of his backpack. As you guys are all standing within a close range of this thing, you notice that the bottom orb sort of reaches a crescendo of brightness and the middle orb starts glowing and it starts glowing like quite faintly at first and it's getting a little brighter and like very slowly. Can I get um like intelligence or investigation checks from you guys all now? Well, never mind guys. Good podcast. Wrap it up. That's the episode. <laughs> Not going to find anything here. <laughs> Arcana. I'll allow Arcana. Oh, well. I got a natural 19, so that's 18 on my investigation. Oh, Oh, dang. What about Arcana? The same. Okay. It's going to be a two for your boy, Jody. Uh Uh-huh. And what about... Well, mine is eight modified down to lucky seven. Okay. I'll say with that uh, 18 intelligence check from Druzzy there, you probably intuit that you feel like this thing is powering up and that it might take a little while to do so. Like, you haven't, like, felt a change in, in the way that you feel towards the thing. You feel drawn towards it still, and you intuit that, like, your presence and the presence of these gems is, like, powering it, but then it is, like, charging up. Perhaps we we stop here and take a second, like, bandage our wounds. I say wounds. 
the two of you, I, I didn't get hit at all. <laughs> but um, the two of you, if you want to bandage your wounds, and then perhaps we just see. This is the same feeling I had back when we were traveling. I don't feel anything negative necessarily. Like, this feels maybe like where we're meant to go. I'm not sure I want to stand so close to it whilst it's doing whatever it's doing. What if we head back to the tree line, take a bit of cover, bandage up? Sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, so you guys can head away, and this seems like an opportune time for you guys to take a short rest whilst also keeping a close eye on the thing. Very good. After an hour or so, uh, where you guys sit there patching up your wounds, uh, all of your attention suddenly, like, snaps back to the pillar from where you've been sitting, sort of, like, just started to get comfortable in your surrounds. And you notice that all three of the glass spheres in the pillar have all become shining bright. And you feel, again, intrinsically within yourselves, like it's ready for something. And what's more, I'm not going to say that any of you are compelled to do anything. You have complete agency. You're not being dragged, like, against it. You don't have to make a save. But you all want to touch it. Your characters want to touch the thing. They might intelligently know that's a bad idea, but they want to. I don't think Drazilia has very good impulse control. <laughs> I'm just like, I think we should go touch it. Okay. I think perhaps if we're going to do this, then should we do this together? My instinct would be to let one person do it first in case we're off. I've seen traps like this. I understand. I, Drazi, I'll, I'll go touch it with you. Oh, I highly recommend one person touches it first whilst the rest of us stand safely for the moment. I'll bloody do it if need be. <laughs> <laughs> no, I want to touch it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what's going on? Tell me. Who's touching it? What's happening? I mean, Drazi's going to touch it. Yeah. Drazi's going to touch it. Okay. Well, I'll find a healer if I can for you. <laughs> As Drazilia approaches the pillar, you feel the air go still. She reaches out slowly with her staff, and you all feel the gem atop it begin to hum and vibrate more rigorously than before. The glass spheres embedded in the stone glow brighter still, and as the staff makes contact, things change quickly. From where Jody and Duncan are standing, you see the light from the pillar begin to rapidly expand and envelop Tresilia. Soon, you can no longer make her out in all the whiteness. But then, just as quickly as it expanded, the light recedes, and when it does... Brasilia is just not there. How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Thomas Owen, Grace Chappell, Ben McAllister, and Jackson Newsett. Editing by Ben McAllister. You can find details of all the music in the show notes. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where Grace talks with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them, or still interested, where we look at film and TV that has been rebooted or remade and try to figure out why they thought it was a good idea. Check it all out at curionetwork.com.
Thank you.